Hello and welcome to another High Tides podcast. My name is Iger and I will be your drifter for this week. Join with me today are some of the original members, Danny from the first episode and Adrian on our second. How are you two today? Oh, you know, doing pretty well. Tired, but it's Friday, so that's pretty good. Adrian, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. Now, most of the Dota news, I guess, in the world has been around the pro scene uh, with lots of things. DPC is kind of like settling down this weekend, so we know like who's first place, second place, stuff like that for the major. But in terms of our world in the in the world of like 2k pubs or whatever mmr we are uh nothing's really happened so we just have some interesting topics to talk about some trends and some thoughts on the current meta i guess the biggest one of course is with the axe manta build that has become popular this version with the constant buffs to the axe shard which was basically just them combining two of axe's talents into a shard uh that is pretty crazy uh, a lot of people are nowadays going vanguard into either blink or going straight into manta and axe is doing carry like damage in these team fights i want to start with you adrian because you are the one who really likes this build how is it how do you think about the item item build is it broken or what i love this build i will like I don't even care. Like, I don't even mind first taking it. That's how much I like this build. Like, I don't even care what the enemy does to counter. Like, there isn't a way to really counterpick this build or this hero, I guess. Because, like, let's say you have like a terrible laning stage. Um, like, I, like as long as you can somehow farm up the the Manta Shard and Blink, it like it doesn't matter how far behind you are. Like, you can be like six k, ten k behind, and you will still instantly burst that person. If you ever get the call man to combo off. Okay. Uh, I agree. It's really strong. I don't think it's first pickable. And I'll tell you why in a second. Um, Danny, have you tried this build already? Or no, not yet? I have played it one time and it was very meh. I found... Now, I did it in the offlane. So I think that was part of the problem. And then the first time doing it. So that's always rough because it usually takes me... A few games to really get the feel for something. It was definitely a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be. I just found if they have a way to clear your illusions, then it like really hurts the build. But yeah, it was definitely stronger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. So this is what I was gonna say to Adrian. I don't think you can first pick it just because, and I hate saying this because of Lion. <laughs> Uh, every other like supports you can probably deal with, but Lion at level 20 is when you hit your spike on Axe. And then Lion gets the shard and he can triple mana drain, which kind of ruins you unless you get to jump him. So I think in every other situation, I agree with you, you can first pick this Axe Manta. But if, like, if they know you're going to pick Axe Manta... I think that's the only time I really want to pick Lion. And aside from that, I really hate Lion as a hero. Do Is you... Lion that bad now? I, I no. like Lion. No, no, no. So <laughs> I just hate this hero a lot because whenever I think of Lion, I just think you could have picked Shadow Shaman instead. All right? Oh, and yeah. that's I guess that's the biggest problem, right? Is... Besides the whole you can mana drain and get rid of the illusions part, I find Shadow Shaman to be stronger at every single point of the game compared to Lion. So that's why that's why whenever I tease Justin about Lion, <laughs> that's why. Interesting. See, I... Shadow Shaman's right at the start of the game. I would... I like Lion more. Now... This is also a bit of a um well what's what I'm looking for? I'm biased against Shadow Shaman though. I'm trying to find them. I don't know if I even have them, but yeah, but my record on Shadow Shaman's something stupid like one in twenty. <laughs> so I'm biased against them, but I don't know. I just like lying because I feel like the mana the manager is actually not that annoying, but just the the triple stun the the double stun is just so annoying and 
Shadow Shaman has to like his shackle is good, but he has to it's a channel and then if your support's there, he can break it. I don't know. But Yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on this, uh Adrian? Shaman versus Lion? I I I like Shaman more, but that's just because I play him more. He's better I feel like he's better in lane. Just because he has a higher base damage, so he trades better early on. Yeah, I but I also really hate laning against Lion, just because he like he just drains all your mana in the laning stage. So if you're like a hero that kind of wants to, to nuke stuff or whatever, or like you use spells to get last hits, then you're just not going to do anything. <laughs> in oh yeah, I think to play Lion, you have to play Boots first. Um, which with Shadow Shaman, I don't think you need to. Because, like you said, you know he's annoying when you mana drain him. But if the enemy team is coordinated, um, Lion gets disabled during that time, and then you just end up feeding. Uh, you're right about it, Danny. That you know, Lion has more of an AOE, is less committal, things like that. But at the same time, when you're Shadow Shaman, right, you pop your ulti and then you just leave the team fight. Oh, yeah. You can just be in the sides, whereas for Lion, uh, you can only join the team fight when you're ready to finger. So that's also a big thing. Um, I think the finger is definitely one of his biggest weaknesses. I think just because like the cooldown on it is so long, it's like yeah. two minutes. Level like, one. Why? It's not even. Two, it's like three minutes. Level one. It's like really? 150 seconds or something. So that's. Probably the biggest reason why I don't like uh, Lion is the... Oh, yeah, you're right. Three, yeah, 160 seconds, three minutes. Yeah, it's pretty garbage, level yeah. one. And you compare yeah. that to, like, Ancient Apparition, 40-second cooldown ultimate that deals arguably well, similar amounts of damage. AA's ulti is broken, beyond belief. That's, like, the strongest part of that hero. That thing deals more damage than Queen of Pain by itself. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I think I just want to end this because I didn't really want to focus on Lion versus Shadow Shaman. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, if you catch either Lion or Shadow Shaman with the same hero, you're probably going to die. There's no like difference between them being able to survive. So yes. at the end of the day, you just die anyways. Um, so yeah. Lion, though, with the shard, is very good against Axe. That is the one thing. And that's the only reason I am picking Lion now is because sometimes I see th I see them. I have to first pick my hero, right? Because I we have to first pick supports. So I'm like, ah, what if they have an Axe picker? And uh, I first pick Lion. I pick Lion. That's the only I mean, reason. Arguably, why. you could pick Dazzle, too. Buy a shard on Dazzle. Dazzle can work as well. It's just that with Dazzle, you have to wait for that thing to, like, reach them. So if you're at the back... It can already deal like 500 damage from axe spinning, but you're right. You can also pick Dazzle. Um, but yeah, I think one of the reasons why you had a hard time, Danny, to go back on the original topic was because I, I, I told you to go for Blink first, I think, during that game. The regular build with axe is to just go uh, Vanguard straight into the Manta. And oh, the reason yes, why... Yeah. The reason why you want to do this is because at 20 minutes, you get the whole shard plus Manta, which is your strongest point. Whereas if you go blink first, I think it delays your um, shard plus Manta by a lot. So like not even just by like two minutes, it could delay it by five minutes or so. Yeah, especially since you can like use the Manta illusions to farm. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the biggest one, farming with the Manta. So what time do you, like, if you were to, like, uh, you're trying to do the build right off the bat, what time would you usually watch to try to get your Manta at? Oh, I've gotten the Manta shard and blink at, like, 22 minutes-ish. Okay, because I had, in that game, I had the shard at 26, and I had the Manta at 31. So it was definitely slower, because I did get blink first. Yeah, that was super slow. Yeah. But I think you were doing really well at the beginning, though. Oh yeah. So I feel like that that timing is not. It shouldn't be that bad, you know, especially with the start that you had. Um, Axe pretty strong. One thing I will say about this whole thing is that people go Vanguard four minutes, 
people either go face boots or just leave it at brown boots. You can choose either one. They go straight into Manta, and then they get the shard as soon as possible. And then they get Blink, of course. And then with Adrian, he does his double moon shard thing, which I disagree with. But whatever. I think it's really good, man. <laughs> I think you can go AC, man. <laughs> Help your team a little bit, you know? Nah, man. What, you, why, you, why do you think... to the greedy play of taking Axe Manta. Why do you think Wraith King makes AC, okay? Um, I mean, Wraith King makes AC because he lives twice, right? So the aura stays on longer. I mean, but not, that's I not the Manta only thing. I'm picking Manta Axes. I want to instantly kill anyone on their team in like two seconds. Uh, I'm just saying, man. Double Moon Shards, probably, <laughs> probably not it. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, Danny, you have to be really good with Axe in terms of doing the um, farming with the Manta. You should be sending both... Uh, sorry, you should be sending each of the illusions somewhere else because yeah. they're like Terror Blade where they can clear any uh, camp or any lane by themselves. So if you are in the middle of Dyer's jungle or something like that, you can send one to mid lane, one to top lane or something like that, in a sense. And you farm very safe doing that because, you know, they can clear it themselves. They don't need to, uh, they don't need to do anything. Oh, I will say, like, if you do, like, a normal axe build, your contribution to fights, it kind of, like, it kind of depends on your call cooldown, right? Like, whether, like, how much you do in fights. Mm-hmm. If you go for the Manta build, you're actually kind of restricted not on your call, but you're restricted on your Manta, which has, like, a 30-second cooldown. That's right. Uh, you lose a lot of damage without your illusions, which is why, like I said, Lion is a big counter. From this, uh, any closing thoughts, guys, on Axe Manta? Anything else we want to talk about? Is there any big talents for Axe, or is it pretty straightforward? It's pretty straightforward. Uh, let's just double check here. Level 10, 1.5 mana region, or 9 strength. I, I guess you go 9 strength. I go 9 strength, and I just buy a shit ton of clarity. And yeah. Level 15, 300 health, or 25 move speed. Either one is okay. I always just go to health. I don't, I I don't know. What about level 20? Do you guys like the Calling Blade threshold? Plus one. I, I, I like the, the health regen. Um, well, okay, the reason I get the Calling Blade is just because if you go like Manta Axe, your job is to like, instantly burst someone, right? So the Calling Blade helps to you to do that. The health regen doesn't really matter as much because you already have Vanguard and you're going to be like kiting in and out, I guess, anyways. So would you not want the health regen then? I take, the, you... I take the coin blade, but I don't know. So it goes from you... 450 to 600, which I think is a big deal. Yeah, I feel like I personally yeah. like the calling blade. That's just me, man. So I'm biased. I don't have actually tried the calling blade threshold, but my uh, scrub ex- opinion is like, well, if... I don't have a lot of memories of Axe being like, well, that's not actually true, I guess, but of being like, oh, well, he was only like 150 HP off of me being able to call him. Like, if only I had no. gotten that talent. No, what you I could should be thinking about, like, there are all the times where you alt someone and they don't, and they don't die. This prevents that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times I just do that. Most the vast majority of time is because I'm I just miss time it. I'm too eager, and I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. And, this prevents yeah. that. But twenty health regen is just I don't know. I just I'm I'm also a sucker for health. No, regen I mean like because you have you have Vanguard with Vanguard, your health regen's already at like fifteen or something. Yeah, How much do you really need? It could be thirty-five, and then you're just an absolute <laughs> tank, and you're just running around spinning and killing everyone. It's glorious. So, 450 to 600. So, normally you level it up, it goes up by 100, right? So, it's more than just one level extra on Culling Blade, is one way to think about it. Another way to think about it is, you know, if they have 3,000 health, which a lot of the meta right now is to build tanky, you know, if they have 3,000 health, 450 is 15% of their HP. 
600 would be 20% of their max HP is another way to think about it. I mathematically in my head think Culling Blade Talon is better. But whenever I click on Axis on the Protein, I think a lot of them do go Health Regen. So that's... Well, I think uh, that's the difference between like Offlane or Carry Axe, right? Where like what, what's their purpose slash job? Where if it's an Offlane Axe, you want them to tank, you want them to frontline, in which case you want the health regen, right? I mean, I agree, but in these pro games, because of the whole popularity of it, they, they go Axe Manta anyway, right? So they're just playing it in the offlane, but they're still the greedy core in a sense. Huh. So I don't know. And then last one, 100 Berserker Call or 100 Battle Hunger? I'm guessing you guys take Berserker's call most of the time. Yeah, I take the call. I take the call, especially because I have a tendency to mistime my call, so just having that little buffer zone helps a lot. 100 is huge, so we go from 300 to 400, which is a 33% increase. You can think about it like that. Uh, Battle Hunger, though, if you have Ags on Axe, you should take the Battle Hunger, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a hundred damage per second, like, cause and they're they're called for three seconds at the very least, right? So that's three hundred damage right away, and it it adds up, I think, at least in a team fight. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's it for Axe for us. Uh, don't buy two moon shards. Buy at least one BKB. It will help. Buy at least one moon shard. You, I think one moon shard is okay. I don't know if I will get it right after blink, but one one moon shard in terms of like the amount of damage that you get from it, I think it's nice. It's probably his best like damage increase item uh, after the whole thing, but I don't know about two. Hey, to be fair, I go double moon shard because we're already winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. The hell? Yeah, we are. When we had that really hard game when I was lying with two stacks of my ulti at the end Which of the game? game. It won the past four Axe games that I played. Yeah, but do you think we were winning when I was that lion with two finger stacks the whole game? Yeah. I don't think so. Which game was that? Oh, that game. game. Let, me, let me pull that up. I remember that game. That game, we... I, I don't know if the graph actually tells us. Actually, it's pretty good. because like, Were you there, Danny? Why was Adrian playing about... Axe? That... You're talking about the one where, yeah, yeah Andrew okay, was that drow. Was, that was the game where Andrew was drow, right? And you yeah. Were yeah, no, we were totally winning that game. What are you talking about? I was no. like instantly killing that fucking Luna that was like 6k ahead of me. Instantly right. bursting her. Like, doesn't matter that she was ahead. I was killing her so fast with the Manta. I remember that game was super rough. We were losing all the team yeah, fights. I'm like, oh, we're going to lose this. Once I hit that Manta shard timing. Yes. It was Literally. basically like it was easy. Once I hit that timing, no one on their team could survive. Uh, what was like, the network lead at twenty minutes? Yeah, twenty-two minutes is when he got oh. his thing. It. How do you look? They okay, were, Luna was top net worth at fourteen point eight thousand. I was at like eight k at twenty-two. Yeah, six thousand ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> like six thousand ahead. Hey, hey, you're telling me we're winning? Hold on. Yeah, okay, no, but like once I got the items, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, we, I think we turned it around. I don't think we were winning at that point. No, once I, okay, literally once I got Blink and started fighting, it was basically like GG for them. Uh, I was instantly killing Luna, e even though she was like 8k, 10k ahead of me. I think that Luna. You can pretty wrong. much see on the graph where Adrian gets his Manta shard. Blink and then he just yeah, like, like I, okay, I got okay, I got it at twenty six because like we were losing. Like once I got that, you can see my fucking yeah, like, exactly. We were losing at that point. Yeah, but then once yeah, that's because I wasn't fighting with you guys. And then once I got that, it was like it was straightforward. Oh God, they were sieging our base. I remember. And the hard. only yeah, reason why there's hard. a big jump is because you got to kill the Luna at the end okay, when you respond. Let's, let's be fair. Justin was also playing Ember, so like whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think we were like 100% gonna win that game at that point when you decided. No, like, but like once I got my items, I was like, I'm like 90% sure we're winning this. All like right, once I got. Right. Hold on. I like, thought I how, was. That's how broken like 
axes with those items. Maybe like, it doesn't matter that Danny. Luna was Were you, 10K was, was Danny in the game? I don't think Danny was I wasn't was in, in that game. Hold on. No, Danny wasn't. It was Matt Iger, probably just coaching and injured. It's probably bedtime for Danny. <laughs> probably was bedtime for Danny. Alright, alright, alright. I, I but yeah, like, I yeah, so like Luna, 10k ahead of me. Still instantly dies to the combo. Like, yeah, that so Luna built wrong, so... Yeah, he's a... He's a whatever. Alright, alright, alright. Let's, uh... I want to transition this topic to the next one with this question. If you were going to play this Axe build, would you play him in the off lane or in the safe lane? I don't uh, think it matters. Safe uh, lane. You want to play in safe lane? I want to play in safe lane. I would play him in either. Doesn't matter. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's better on the off lane because isn't off lane the easier lane? Don't you think? Yeah, that? yeah, it, it it definitely is. Like if you are axe, right? Would you rather lane against a specter or against a Mars or something like that? So. I mean, there are, like, safe lane bullies, quote-unquote, that you can pick. Like, Razor would be a really strong, like, counter, obviously. But besides Razor, not a lot of hero can really bully Axe. Maybe, like, a very good Drow, who can space out a lot, can bully you. Uh, Monkey King is kind of dead right now, which I'm not particularly sure why. I expected the pick rate of Monkey King to go down, but he, I've never, I haven't seen Monkey since, like, the patch. So, um, he got that. nerfed too hard, man. I'm okay with that. I well, I he got nerfed, deal. but even before he had his whole Ags thing, I I used to see Monkey in my games, right? And now I just don't see him at all. And Lone Druid, which no one picks, I think Lone Druid is a very good hero against Axe. Um, but besides those, usually the safe lane, or sorry, the off lane is a lot easier to do because. First of all, the support has less gold than normal because the support will be buying the wards and stuff. So if you get a kill on the support and you get to delay their boots, they can do nothing against you as Axe, uh, which is really huge. And then, um, yeah, like I said, safe lane heroes, you know, even if it's an Ursa, like, they can't do that much against Axe compared to, like, someone, like, uh, compared to the regular offlaners. So I think that's a big problem. Um, I have been theory crafting the whole idea of just picking two off lanes, um, and winning that way. Have your mid as your regular, you know, win condition. Your arc warden, your morphling, your medusa, things like that. And then you pick your axe or whatever, and then you pick another off laner on your safe lane. So when I was playing, I would play either Dawnbreaker, I would play Slardar. Um, Chaos Knight is kind of like in between because he's a very tanky strength hero. Um, you can pick Magnus, you can pick um, Timbersaw. Sven, in a sense, is very tanky, but I wouldn't really like Sven. Bristleback would be one. I think this should be like the new meta in terms of what we should be picking. Just pick tanky strength heroes in your safe lane. You know, don't pick your... You can pick Morphling because Morphling is kind of like a tanky hero, even though he's agility. Just, But don't pick your Slark. Don't pick your Terror Blade. Don't pick your, um, you know, your Ursa. Although Ursa and Faceless Void, again, they can be tanky. What do you guys think about that? Or do you guys think that I'm... Uh, I'm delusional in my approach to the meta. Start with Danny. Are you talking about like so like just any two off laners or like axes one of them? Because I'm okay no. with that. So uh it could be like let's say you pick Morris off lane, right? Yeah. And then me, instead of picking Slark, I'm also going to pick someone who normally goes in the off lane. Okay, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, having yeah, not I'm not like super great with team comps, but I always to me if you're doing that, then you're <laughs> counting on your mid being able to win you the game. 
because you had two because then you have like two off laners that probably don't do like a ton of damage and you're gonna end up having to beat their carry and their mid <laughs> if that kind of makes sense yeah i mean i i agree with you that it puts a lot of pressure in mid but the way we play, right? Justin is the win condition. He plays Arc Warden or the Morphin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And most of our timing is based on him. If we're yeah. behind, it's because we pick bad heroes to begin with and they're struggling. Whereas if you pick like a regular offlaner and put it in the safe lane, usually those kind of like laning phases don't happen as much is the reason why. Yeah. Right? Because you can bully a Slark, you can bully... Uh, I don't know, like a Luna, but you can't bully as hard someone like a Beastmaster or a Bristleback or these other tanky offlaners. Yeah. No, no, that's true. I also think um, part of our issues can be sometimes... I'm not going to say it, actually, but... So, yeah, no. Why yeah, won't you it, say it, Danny? Saying, we man. all know what I'm thinking. It's between us. Oh, my game's crashing. Um, saying our supports are lackluster? Certain supports. Uh, I think there's a lot of times when our supports are uh, not thinking of the bigger picture, that's for sure. And honestly, uh, some of our core players as well do not think of the bigger picture. Adrian, thoughts on this whole uh, double offlane meta that I'm proposing? Um, I think here, like, I don't mind doing it. I kind of like playing like offlanes that are kind of like carry, like carry ads, or like make carry tied a thing just for lols. Um, yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing, anyways. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I don't have anything against it. Like, it's not it's not bad. I think I think we should try it. Like, honestly, try it. But we like, like I don't know. We we we've done it before, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I I did it right when I was I picked Slardar safely, for example. Yeah. Because like, the thing with Dan with your comment, Danny, is when you have someone like Bristleback or. Like sure, maybe don't pick you know your Beastmaster. Although I don't know yeah. how to how to rate Beastmaster now that the ads is kind of like gone, or like your Sand King. But you know these brawler type heroes like Bristleback, Axe. Um, I'm thinking even like Abaddon or Magnus. Like they deal a lot of damage when they're built like a carry. So, could try it. Could try it. I think. Yeah, I feel like um also. Like, I feel like we do that and we're trying to win in the mid game. And we, I feel like, I feel like we as a group, some are obviously better than others, but like we are worse in the laning phase. And then as the game goes on, we get better and better and better. So if we get to like the 35 minute mark, like, I usually feel pretty good about our chances. Well, no, the thing is, is like we don't really think about our picks to be like perfectly honest, right? Oh no, we just pick people that we want to play. That's true. That is also something that we should probably do. You know, like I yeah. know we don't play like captains mode or anything, but we could go into the game going like, "Hey, I kind of want to try this." You know, like let's say this one day, you know, Matt gets to decide like kind of what the lineup is. Things like I don't think that would be bad in terms of like. Uh, a team building kind of yeah uh, exercise. Um, I think a, a big problem we have is just regular timings, right? So, you know, this is no offense to Matt because Matt will often say, hey guys, we need to be doing something right now. Let's group up, do something like this, uh, which is the correct mindset. But I think what we should be doing instead is you know, not even before the game happens, we should be thinking, all right, when is our timing the strongest, right? Because we can't just say our timing is strongest when when uh, Justin has four items on Arc Warden. That is not, <laughs> that timing is too late into the game. There has to be something else that we have to say, okay, this is when we should be acting. 
So, for example, with the with the axe manta, right? You want to buy time for the axe to get the items to get the twenty minute shard plus manta. That means that as your safe laner, even if you're playing life stealer, even if you're playing slark, it is up to you to try to do some more moves with your team, and it doesn't have to be like okay, let's smoke and then let's smoke again, let's smoke again, keep going for kills. But it's more of like okay. You know, I have my ulti up now. Why don't we try grouping up and pushing this lane or uh, taking control back of our jungle this way? Something that Justin never does, which I sometimes get irritated by, is when he is playing Huskar, he needs to be calling when he wants to do Roche. And then when he says, I want to do Roche like right now, we should be looking for a specific event that will favor Roshan for us. So either a smoke or to go kill someone, or let's say um, their mid laner, TP's bottom, that is a good time to go smoke. It doesn't need to be that we kill someone for it. But a Huskar lineup is a huge like timing window where if you do not get the Roshan before like the first 20-minute mark, it makes your game so much harder with it. So we need to be better at doing that. Yeah. Right? And it's not just about, okay, let's do something now. Let's push together as one. Because that's not always the answer. Um, you know, even if you have a worse timing than the enemy, the solution is not to feed in a lane. The solution should be to find mistakes and to find openings with it. So, I don't know. Sometimes when playing with Justin, I'm just like, come on, man. It's 19 minutes. How come you haven't even tried thinking about Roshan yet? Um, all right. No flame, of course, to Justin or Matt or whoever I called out. Uh, you're all equally bad in my eyes. So <laughs> the thing with that. All right. Uh, let's switch up from heroes to items. There are some items that are a bit underutilized, like Holy Locket, I think. And as Adrian pointed out before, um, Veil. Veil of Discord. Yeah, which maybe we should be picking up more. But what are some items that are just truly not good in our eyes? Items that will need a buff in order to be as relevant compared to their counterparts. Uh, Does anyone have any examples of such items? It could also be a neutral item if you think about it. Let me. I'm trying to bring up the list of items. I kind of want to say it's Echo Saber, but I see it being built a lot on Dawnbreaker. Um, Dawnbreaker feels. <laughs> I want to. I like, wanted to bring this... that up, but you guys don't play her, so. Sorry, does the slow get applied when she queues? Is that why people make it? Mm, it will apply it. It should. Uh, I'd have to double check it. People buy it because she doesn't have any mana regen. Yeah, I know. Like, there's that too, but I don't know. Just like as an item, I don't really see a lot of people making it besides Dawnbreaker now. Monkey King used to make it. Doesn't really make it anymore because... I mean, people um, used to make fun. it because it went into uh, Shadow Blade, right? Or not Shadow Blade, Silver Edge. Silver Edge, but it doesn't do that anymore, right? So. Yeah, which is a huge nerf to an item. I think. Uh, what was this item? Uh, what is that thing called? The one that reduces magic. Mage Slayer. Oh. Oh, Mage Slayer. Yeah. Do you like Mage Slayer as an item? I think it's too weak. I think the the problem is applying it to people, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, ideally, you have some sort of spell or ability which helps you apply it, like Ember Sleight of Hand or something. Yep. It's good against like Leshrac, because you know Leshrac has to be in the middle, so inevitably he will get hit. Or like, I think it works on Dead Prophet's ulti as well. So things like that. But besides those two, 
you know, Alina. It's hard to hit Lena. By the time you hit Lena, she's probably used her ulti already. So you're not negating that much. Yeah. Uh, so I think. What about Falcon Blade? You guys like Falcon Blade as an item? I don't think it's bad. I think it's decent mana regen for the cost. It kind of replaced Drums of Endurance in that regard, right? Something you would get for mana regen. Yeah, I, I was like gonna say. Drums, but... Really, I don't really like Drums anymore now that they took away the mana. I was gonna say, does anyone actually go Drums anymore? Uh, you make it on Doom sometimes. I think it's more of a support item, right? It's not so yeah. much like a small item for a core hero now. It's like a supportish item. Yeah, I guess drum is, is a little bit weak. But I also don't want to see this thing buffed. This thing is super annoying when it's popular. Yeah, I remember when it before I got nerfed, I would make it on almost every single hero. So yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that too. Which blade is okay? I don't think which blade is bad. Um, it yeah, it's, I, I think it's pretty good. I it's wish just the problem is, is you, you don't see a lot of um intelligence carries, right? That's why you just don't see a lot of it. Maybe. Do you think Witchblade would be broken of instead of it doing one times your intelligence, it just did one times your primary attribute? Oh yeah, that that that's broken as well. No, because I guess like agility heroes will get it. Yeah, in even strength. But I mean, like, even even just intelligence, it's not, like, terrible. It's still, like, 40, 50 damage, even if you're not an intelligence hero, right? Yeah, I mean, depends on the hero. Things like PA will have, like, one in per level. Um, any other items? What about the whole triple? The Bracer, Null Talisman, Wraith Bands? You guys think those are fine? Or are they a bit weak? I feel like Bracer, right? Or maybe not weak, but like the price for what you get doesn't make sense. So, really. Thing needs a buff then? Yeah, but I also remember like the last patch where it's like it was too OP. So, I don't know how you find that. Yeah, everyone balance. had double bracers. Yeah, remember that patch where everyone made triple bracers, triple rate bands, triple nulls? And then I tried to convince Danny to do it and took him like <laughs> near the end of the patch before he started doing it. Yeah. I was uh, I a uh, unique player. Um, okay, so like my opinion on this is I tend to play like illusion heroes. So, I tend to make multiple rate bands on Naga and stuff on Terrorblade. Um, for null talismans, I tend to make two when I play Death Prophet and Lush. Or, yeah, I tend to make two Null Talismans anyways, even though it's not that great. But I do it for, like, the mana regen and the spell amp. Yeah, I like it, one, because there will be a time when your 300 damage nuke does not one-shot the range creep. It just makes it so that it one-shots the range creep. Yeah, it's a quality of life thing. That's the only thing. But... I mean, with Naga Siren, for example, you don't make Falcon Blade, right? Even though it gives you mana regen. So, feels like that's a pretty bad one. Um, Helm of Dominator? I haven't seen this item since... You make it on IO. I, that's the only hero I see it made on. Yeah, I don't know about IO. I think some people try doing the core IO again, and it's well, just a lot right? weaker. Do people go sheep still? Or get sheep? I feel like I haven't seen sheep in a long time. Well, I mean, after Abyssal Blade got buffed, where you would jump onto the target, people stopped making sheep. But now that yeah. they nerfed it, I would expect people to start making sheep again. Yeah. It is... Um... Sheep is also good because it reduces like their move speed to 100. But I guess against certain heroes, it's not that great. Like against Centaur, right? Your sheep doesn't do much. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Centaur's really popular right now. I think it's still strong. You know, Bloodthorn, I've, I haven't seen so long. Or Dagon. I think Dagon should be more popular. All right. So there are some items. What about items that you guys want an upgrade on? 
Blade Mail. Yeah, that was my number one too. <laughs> I think Blade Mail should have an upgrade. You don't think oh. it's strong already? I feel like it's pretty good. Like you can first item Blade Mail on a Spectre to help you farm. I think it's strong, but would you keep it as your six slots? If you had infinite on gold, if you, on Spectre or on Axe, would you get? I mean, you don't expect a two thousand gold item to remain in your six slot. In like 60 minutes into the game, right? I mean, you say that, but four staff used to be like that, and then they upgraded Hurricane Pike. Oh, um, okay, so you mean like you would expect Blade Mill to be upgraded as in like they would add on a different item that it would be made Yeah, into? yeah, exactly. Right? Orchid became Bloodthorn. These like mediocre how... items. Yeah, but the thing is, is like the damage output on Blade Mill potentially is insane, right? Like, like potentially you could deal like over... A thousand damage by pressing blade mill once. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, right? A lot of people joke about when Tegan makes um, Hurricane Eggs Pike. Rest. Well, no, that too. But <laughs> Hurricane Pike on her supports, but there was—it's not anymore. There was a time when Hurricane Pike had a lower cooldown on its four staff. Like I think four staff was like twenty-five, and Hurricane Pike was like eighteen or something like that. Right, which it's still not the conventional item, but if you decide to upgrade Hurricane Pike in the late game, it's not like the worst investment because you get some cooldown to it. Um, Blade Mail, you could reduce its cooldown by something, you know, by five seconds, or you can just. I was thinking of like Crimson Guard plus Blade Mail as a combination, um, except Crimson Guard gives you a big aura, right? So it doesn't work that way. Um, but I mean, like you could, and then you could have it return twenty damage every every hit, <laughs> like centaur return. Yeah, but the, I think the problem is that the uptime becomes a lot more difficult, right? So, Crimson Guard has a forty second cooldown, which is a big deal. Uh, Blade Mail has twenty five, so you can constantly apply the like the aura effect onto your buildings or to whatever in a smaller cooldown, if that makes sense. Uh, I think you can still try it, but like, you know, those two items kind of make sense together. Where you just have like this 100% minus 100 damage every time on yourself while you have Blade Mail active. Um, you know, people are going to joke about Magic Wand, but Magic Wand got an upgrade, which is Holy Locket, which is great. Are you going to upgrade drums? Drums? If there was an upgrade to drums, I think it would be a lot more popular. Just mash drums and Echo Saber together, man. And you have an Do you remember drum. the time when Diffusal had two charges? Yeah. Or, or when it had eight charges, I mean. And then when yeah, you upgrade like when you would have to buy the recipe to upgrade it. And you would get more charges from upgrading it. You get more charges and it got better stats as well. You could do something like that to drums. Like, um, except the recipe, I guess, is too cheap. I mean, some people already buy the recipe to get more charges sometimes. Yeah, but now this time it, uh, you know, it gives you like plus. So right now it gives you six strength and six int. Oh my god, this item's not that good. Um, but yeah, like let's say it made it 12 int and 12 strength. You know, plus six, plus six more. And you get the charges back. Something like that, I think, would be nice. Although, I think drums is too cheap for that. I would probably just add in, like, an ultimate orb upgrade to it. Something like that. Um, Glimmer Cape. I think Glimmer Cape should have an upgrade. Just oh, make yeah. it fancier. I don't know, man. It's already crazy strong. <laughs> Glimmer Cape plus, like... I want it to cost the same as Shiva's, but I want Shiva's plus Glimmer Cape to be together. That would be crazy good. Um, and you would see the aura while you're invisible. <laughs> see the aura <laughs> moving with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we said before, right? Echo Saber needs an upgrade. Witchblade, I would not mind if it had an upgrade. Uh, Witchblade plus... Drums, because drums gives you int anyway. Upgrade those two. I don't know. Well, mash the drums and the glimmer together. So when you activate it, you get the movement speed buff as well. <laughs> you get an aura of invisibility. 
You're like moving or, or, or you go invis and you have a movement speed like aura buff. Yeah. Or they could even make it so that um like the what do you call it? The fade time is a lot lower on it. Oh yeah. So you're kinda you're kinda like a mini Ricky. Um but yeah. I mean Kaya, you know, a long time ago Kaya did not have any upgrades. No one bought it. And now that Kaya has upgrades, it's bought frequently. Blink Dagger was also another one of those, right? Do you really expect yourself to be having Blink Dagger uh, when you're six-slotted? No. So they added all these other Blinks to make it better. Yeah, that was definitely nice. It just gives you, like, if you're six-slot, it just gives you something else to get. Exactly. Which is great. Um. Any other ones? Veil, veil could veil plus drums. How about that? Increases. I like veil, man. Yeah, you put veil and drums together. What ha- or like veil plus witchblade, I guess, because they're both magical. Uh, but like you drums, everyone gets in- increased move speed, and everyone gets increased spell damage too. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I think that's it for me. Maybe Vlad's. Vlad's is kind of like a weird item, but... Yeah. Alright. Well, that was interesting in terms of our conversations. We do have a few questions from our fans of the show, of course. Uh, Number one, for Danny... Uh, do you think you two, you and Adrian, make a good lane partner? I think so. I like, because, like, we've been friends for oh, 11 years now, give or take. And we've played Dota for a lot of that. And I, I just think we have a good chemistry in lane. And I also like how, like, the two heroes I like to play the most, Axe and Centaur, they are aggressive in lane. And Adrian tends to like to play these aggressive heroes too. So they got playstyles work well together. So yeah, I definitely I think we do. Unless he picks techies, in which case I have other thoughts, but we won't talk about that. My techies win rate is above fifty percent. Thank you very much. You were there, be- right, Adrian? Techie. Um Danny thought Tegan's techies in the laning phase was, was better, better than, than mine. Yeah, I was in my game. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so shocked by that. I thought that lane was going to be so rough. Yeah, and I, I te- was coaching Tegan though. Yeah, she still has to execute it though. So she, yeah, she I was a divine player watching her every movement. <laughs> uh, what about you, Adrian? Do you feel the same way? No. Oh, partner. <laughs> this is hurtful. Oh, um, I don't know. Just like when Danny plays support, like it just feels like he doesn't do anything. But that's just because oh. he doesn't play support. Oh yeah. Right. So like whatever. Oh yeah. If I'm supporting, I'm I'm. It's been so. I think I used to be okay, but it's been so long since I've actually played support. I I feel useless when when I play support lane for sure. And then like when you play off lane, I don't know if we like actually do all that much. I'm, I'm mostly just like blocking camps and pulling. So like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Give, it you the, give it you the solo XP. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the thing, guys. We need more people like Danny who do not complain Yay. about getting the same role every single time. It's just like, it's a constant, you know? When we, t- we think I mean, about both, it... Both Becker brothers are like that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Morphling mid. Axe off lane. Yeah, exactly. When, Ten years when you have game. to fill in the <laughs> holes to that, you already know which holes to fill, right? It's it's our fault if we don't pick stuns when he picks Morphling, because we know he's gonna pick Morphling. Or or Arc Warden. We know he's not gonna pick any stuns in mid lane. Why are we complaining that he didn't pick any stuns, you know? We need more people like that. Alright, next question. Uh what hero that you hate playing against, but also want to learn or get better at. Uh, what is a hero that you hate playing against that you want to get better at? Uh, I know, like, 
Ursa. I dislike Planet Gets Ursa so much, but I've always kind of liked Ursa. I think he's pretty cool. So I would, wouldn't mind getting good with Ursa. Adrian? Um, I, I mean, I tend to pick any hero that I want to play. So, I mean, I think, okay, so I think Ember Spirit might be one of them, I guess. I tend to, like, not pick any of the spirits just because, like, they're mid, they're mid heroes and they're kind of hard to play. So, uh, probably Ember. I think the hardest one is Earth? Storm. No. Not Earth? No. Earth, as long as you actually practice, like, his combo for the first five minutes, you, you understand this hero. It's not that hard. Um, to be very good at Earth, though, it's hard. But it's the same with all of the other spirits. But like to get to the baseline of people are not going to report you for playing Earth Spirit, it's not that hard. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, all right. For that, okay, this one's more of a troll question because I cannot believe this is true. For Danny. <laughs> Now that you found out pipe blocks a magical instance of damage, do you see yourself getting pipe a lot more? Is that true, <laughs> Danny? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was actually quite funny. I so, remember that game. Yeah, that was hilarious. So I for, I actually I forget who we were Venom. That's who it was. But yeah, I was we were I can't remember we won the game, but no, I was I think just we lost like, that game. Did we? I thought we. Yeah, I think we did actually. But it was just, it was so funny because I'm like, oh, my blink keeps getting canceled by all the Venom tick damage, and so I can't blink on him. So it's so hot. I hate playing against Venom, and I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, "Guess, oh. guess who said it? Was it you? Yeah." <laughs> Adrian was like, "But Danny, you have pipe, and the pipe blocks that, and you could just blink." I'm like, "Oh." Uh, so, so what I don't understand is what did you think Pipe did before? So I thought on oh, and I gotta bring up Pipe here so I can actually read it. Cause I always I interpret it as do 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 where the heck is it? He just never pops pipe. That's what it is then. Uh, I mean he pops pipe. He I, uses it, but So Part of it was, I always thought, because it blocks the magic damage, and I always thought that, like, Venno, it did, like, a little bit of physical damage. I mean, the ward... I'm more thinking about, like... I mean, yeah, if the ward hits you, it's yeah. physical, but the poison tick damage, like, shouldn't stop you from blinking. Yeah, but... It's... It's so hard for me to think about now because now that I know this and I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But before, I always thought like, I don't know. I just always thought like, if yeah, I, I mean, that's that's Dota for you, right? Ten years playing the game, I know. new things every day. If Pipe did not have this magic damage absorb thing, no one would buy it because then um, Greaves would just be way better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's definitely a troll question because uh, I I, I laugh so hard all when the I time. Saw that one. So I'm just like, how do you not know? I think there were, were like other in instances game? of that too. I wasn't. Uh, Andrew sent me that question, so I'm just like, when did Danny? Like... Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, pretty funny pipe. Uh, I still think pipe is not the best item, but I wish yeah, I could like get some buff. Yeah. I don't think pipe is that good, but hood is good, though. I like making hood. All right. Here's the last question. Um, what do you think about double mid lane, since there are two bounty runes to pick up every two minutes? Uh, As two people in mid? Yeah, like dual lane mid. Would like one of them be Io? <laughs> uh, you could probably do Io, yeah. Which lane are you gonna sack them? The off lane? Sack whichever one Axe isn't on, you know? 
Well, I mean, there's like if you have timber saw, right? Timber saw is normally a very self-sufficient one. Okay, so the thing is, like, the mid tower is arguably the safest tower, right? Which is why traditionally you would only have one person there, because okay. the towers are close together. You're not like heroes rarely dive each other early on, right? Because the tower damage is so high. Mm-hmm. So, like, having two people there, what does it really accomplish? I um, mean, it's just you, like you just get that you just get the two rooms. Like, you get the two runes, which you know could be a big deal. Because if could you not just do that with a roaming four? Like, I guess you also can like the safe, the safe lane camp or whatever it is, like the small camp. It's pretty close to mid, right? You're you're like one of you can farm it, in a sense, if you have some kind of nuke. By double bottle, bottle op. Double bottle, yeah. Op. Bottle. I think it's an interesting question just because in the history of Dota, dual mid used to be very popular. Uh, the biggest caveat of it is, like you said, it's harder to dive mid lane. Uh, but the other one is it's also harder to completely deny experience from them, right? In a 2v1, if you guys are owning, like your support can push the enemy to their side of the tower while the creep wave is on your side and they get zero XP that way yeah. when you're like destroying the lane. In mid lane, it's very hard to reach that kind of like lane equilibrium. Um, but you know, sometimes it happens like you're a Huskar, you completely destroy this guy and he can't even step into the creep wave. It does happen, but. Uh, I feel like I can I can see it being done if one of the two is like an IO. So you have like IO, IO gyro mid or something, or like IO tiny mid. Yeah, IO. I think you could also do it with someone like Coddle, because Coddle can stack so many camps. And then um, IO, I mean, Coddle can just farm the camps himself, right, with his blast. Or like, let's say you're Coddle Bristle, right? Coddle is there helping you out, helping you with runes. And then Kato's also stacking the Ancients plus the hard camp every time. You could do that. Uh, see, that, that one, I would not recommend like for us to try to do. The double <laughs> offlane, I would recommend us to do that. Right. Tiny as well. Here's the thing, Adrian. When you play Tiny, I hate it because you max the freaking tree grab, man. Just max your nuke, man, so that they're scared to lane against you. And then you just farm the same number of creeps anyway. As long as you get level 4 tree grab by 20 minutes, you're fine, man. You're fine. Who cares? Just max your nukes. Yeah, I've watched a bunch of replays and everyone maxes the nukes first. On safe lane tiny? Yeah, on safe lane tiny. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were. I was trying that out before I watched any replays, so... Yeah, hey man. I mean, you tried Broodmother, which was kind of cool. Uh, we need more people to try some new things as well. That would be nice. You should try uh, Necrophos, Danny. Very simple hero. Yeah, I should. Press R, win game. <laughs> you just press Q, and then you make Holy Locket. Make Holy Locket. You have a nice, cool skin for him. I, I played him. Well, he was. I think Necrophos is simple. There's yeah, really, he's like, sim- much skill to it. I I just like ha- having the heals that have a stun. That's my biggest reason. I haven't really gotten like to a him. circle stun or just a regular stun. Just a regular stun that that's like yeah, because I guess like his Reaper Scythe is like kind of a stun, nah, but something that really. like yeah, like it's like, but like. Like it kind of like it locks him down. They can't do it for like it's like a second, one point five seconds. It's just not nothing, but you can, it's on cooldown for so long. It's not like slaughter bash or slaughter's a hill. I should play more. Yeah, I think I said it last day or yesterday. Sorry, uh, I think slaughter's OP in pubs. Yeah, easiest like uh, off laner to play. 
I, I just have some sort of mindset where I keep thinking Slaughter is super squishy. He is squishy, though. Makes me nervous. Yeah, he doesn't, like, have anything that deters the enemy from going on him, so... Uh, and Slaughter used to even have damage with uh, with his sprint. Like, he took more damage while sprinting. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, it's not like Centaur. Centaur, the reason why he's tanky is because he has, like, 10 um, strength per level or something crazy like that. Uh, you know, Tide, obviously, you have your Kraken shell. Yeah. Uh, so, so these, like, offlaners who are normally thought as tanky has some way to deter enemies from attacking them. Axe is the same way, right? Like, you have your counter helix, and then your Q gives you armor. Slaughter doesn't have any of that. So he is squishy, but he is he's a very strong lane bully because once you get your first kill, you have snowballed the lane super hard on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kill the... Make sure to, if you're playing Slaughter, make sure to kill the support who has no boots. And then once you yourself has boots, the game's over for that guy. And then level six, you amplify the carry, you do you dive him to show that you're not scared, and that's it. His game is over. He's not coming back to lane. Alright. I think that is it for today. Do you guys have any other like last questions you want to ask? Or uh anything you wanna shout out? Let's start with Danny. Uh no, I think I'm good. Just thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. Hi, Mom! Yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, Adrian? No, always a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. As always, you can catch us at the Dota 2 High Tides channel. Goodbye!